Hello and welcome to the Royal Central podcast from royalcentral.co.uk. I'm Lydia Starbuck, the news editor. I'm Monique Blocks, the assistant editor. And I'm Brittany Barger, the deputy editor. And as we approach autumn, tiptoeing into a brand new season, this Royal Central podcast is um, a look at what's coming up for the royal families across Europe in the coming months. Um, Because usually by now, we'd be getting ready for a brand new diary packed with events. And we've got some big milestones in the coming months. But of course, everything is up in the air because of the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. So we're going to have a little look ahead to see what we can expect and maybe a little chat about how things have gone so far this year for some of our ruling houses, because it's been a bit of a turbulent year across the (laughs) continent. Just a bit. Just a tiny bit for some more than for others. But it has been a challenging year, obviously, for everyone. Everyone's faced challenges in 2020. And as we approach the autumn, those challenges are probably becoming even more apparent for royal families because their usual way of doing things, all these royal engagements, is still largely on ice. So the the, the coming season is going to look very different. Definitely. um, I know the Dutch, they always have the... um... The opening of Parliament uh, in September, and I, I know that um, the grand procession is basically cancelled. The the coach ride is cancelled. There's no uh, public is is basically uninvited, and the location has been changed as well to accommodate the um, social distancing measures as well. So that's going to be very different this year. And that's a shame because it's really uh, a nice uh, display of. Uh, Resplendence. <laughs> pr- pr- Prince's dog, right? Yeah, prin- Prince's dog, yeah. <laughs> that was my attempt at that. Yeah, yeah. It's better than mine. <laughs> but that's the thing, isn't it? Like, Prince's dog, see? Not yeah. good, Brittany. Um, it's one of those kind of showpiece events, isn't it? So as we come into water, yeah. we have that. And then here in the UK, we'd have the state opening of Parliament. In Spain, you have the October the 12th military parade in Madrid. All these big public events that kind of become markers in the royal year have disappeared for 2020. And it kind of brings new challenges for royals, doesn't it? Because Princess Dark will still go ahead. There'll still be a speech, but you don't have that same pageantry, that same event. So in a way, it's kind of made this year, the year the Royal Houses have become slightly more invisible. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, I know in Japan, people have been complaining that they're, that the Emperor and Empress have basically become invisible because, you know, they, they're they not very into social media. They've never really been into social media. And now you don't see them at all. So I guess that can hurt them in the long run. And what is it the Queen has always said, or is it, um, you know, you have to be seen to be believed? Mm. And that's never been more apparent than right now during the pandemic. When, like in Japan, they don't see their emperor and empress unless there's a photo released from the imperial household. I mean, it, it brings discussions and questions and a lot of other things. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Once you once you start to become less visible, it does open up questions about what's the point. If if you're not being able to to do what people expect you to do, it does put more pressure on you, doesn't it? So mm. it's 
it is going to bring new challenges with it as we go through these months because obviously everything's so uncertain everywhere at the moment we don't know what the coming months will bring whether it means more restrictions whether people have to stay more but we do know from from a royal point of view we're not going to see as much of them out and about as we would expect to definitely it's going to be weird <laughs> this whole year yeah has yeah. been been weird i, I know i i do know that they're they're slowly starting to build up here again, like some engagement, but it's still very limited for the press and people are, are basically asked not to come. So, yeah, things are definitely not changing for the better yet. And because they think there's going to be like a second wave in winter and autumn, yeah, it's, it's probably going to get worse first before it gets better. And if you think back to Denmark, if, was it a week or two ago that Crown Princess Mary obviously undertook an engagement? And it's a natural reaction. You reach out to shake someone's yeah. hand because that's what we've done for our whole lives. And now yeah. the pandemic, she did it. And then she, she had to issue an apology because she wasn't wearing a mask, you know, and didn't abide by guidelines. And I mean, I think we can all forgive her because we've all done stuff. Mm done similar things because it's not normal to not be able to do these things um i think that kind of makes them more relatable too that you know even they are gonna slip up like in the netherlands yeah they had the so the photo Uh, you know they're human yeah it happens it does and like you say it does it gives that like kind of level of relatability but then i suppose the other side of it is if you're not out and about as much you're doing fewer engagements and then the ones you do there's a slip up on again it kind of keeps opening the door to criticism and I think we've probably hit a phase as well haven't we Brody tends to go through phases where absolutely everyone loves them and then nobody's yeah. quite so sure about them and I think we're probably on a bit of a downward curve at the moment anyway aren't we with the kind of general attitude towards royalty but mm-hmm. it does make the coming months a new challenge for them because the other thing about days like Princess Doug it's getting better as we go along but here in the UK like the state opening they're easy wins, aren't they? Everything looks lovely. And, you know, for that day, there's not necessarily going to be any criticism because for Princess Doug, you get in the carriage, Maxima wears some crazy outfit with a massive hat, you stand on the balcony, the pictures look great, you're yeah. you're reading a speech. You lose an easy win. Yeah. And the same as in Denmark, Norway and, and Sweden, they all have the same opening a parliament. Um, and we don't know you know exactly how those things are going to be different. I know that in Norway, they've said it's going to be different for the opening of the Stort, Stortling. Um, and then, practicing my Swedish, so it helps <laughs> my Norwegian. Um, and then in Sweden, with the opening of the Riksdag, um, only the king and queen are going to go. So you're not going to have the big family affair like like normal and it may be the same way for the state opening a parliament will the queen go with her age you know well that's the question because we know now last week the sunday times reported that she's gonna make windsor her permanent home for the foreseeable future i mean in a way that was probably kind of inevitable because buckingham palace is having that big revamp anyway but it's decided that she's kind of safer off in windsor with her bubble of staff around her but as you said she's 94 the chances of her going out and about and doing public engagements really 
over the next six months is minimal, isn't it? And something yeah. like the state opening of parliament. I and mean, we did have about 94 of them last autumn when we got ourselves into all kinds of excitement. <laughs> so we, we, we've got, we, we've banked a few <laughs> in reserve. But again, it's it's losing an easy win, isn't it? It's it's the carriage, it's the George the Fourth diadem, it's all the sparkle, it's Charles and Camilla at her side. And, and it's just these staging posts disappear. And I think... The other interesting thing where you mentioned the Queen and then the King and Queen of Sweden going to open the Riksdag. Riksdag. Oh, okay. Nod of approval from Brittany. That's one of the few times we've seen Carl Gustav and Sylvia in recent months, isn't it? They've been quite hidden away as well. And I suppose one of the the things is quite a few monarchies have got older representatives at the moment so in Norway King Harold is in his 80s in Sweden Carl Gustav is into his 70s isn't he Margaret in Denmark's just turned 80 the Queen is 94 these are more vulnerable age groups so over the coming months it may well be that they can't be out and about as much so that's kind of changing the image of those monarchies isn't it in Sweden we've seen Crown Princess Victoria do a lot more I know she does quite a lot but over the last few weeks as they've been getting back into engagements even if they're video messages it's been Victoria doing them hasn't it and suddenly there's another shift mm-hmm. and the same has really been happening in Norway too with Håkon um, he's out doing more and obviously his wife can't the Crown Princess with her illness um yeah she has pulmonary fibrosis doesn't she mm-hmm. so obviously she has to be very careful ordinarily and in these circumstances even more so mm-hmm. and he's not been as visible obviously as like victoria has been because obviously he has to go home to someone who is of extreme high risk um but you know it, it, like you said it is a, it's a shift where the younger generation are more at the forefront right now yeah, and we see it in Denmark as well, don't we? We've seen a lot of Frederick and a lot of Mary over the past few weeks. I think we've had a couple of photos of Margaret, but it is that kind of younger generation maybe stepping in far more than you would have expected them to in an ordinary year. Mm-hmm. And it's, it'll be interesting to see exactly what this fall, how that's going to reflect in, in the UK, because Charles and Camilla are are in their 70s, which is a risk group. So are, you know, will the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge be stepping up more, Earl and Countess of Wessex, you know? The age group, yeah, like you say, that's the thing in the UK. It's not just that the Queen's 94. The heir to the throne will be 72 in November. So again, he's in that age group that needs more protection, and he himself has been poorly with it already. Mm -hmm. And Princess Anne just turned 70. And of course, I don't think anything's going to stop her, though. I mean... (laughs) Can you imagine saying to her, actually, ma'am, you need to go in quarantine. (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, she'll she'll go insane, I think. (laughs) I just like imagine some icy stare. Yeah. (laughs) I I bloody won't. (laughs) She goes. Well, the out. Yeah, that program, didn't she, that that marked her 70th birthday, like she'd never spent so much time at home as she had done over the past months. And you could see that it wasn't it wasn't a positive thing. I don't think she was thinking, oh, this is lovely. I'm indoors so much more. <laughs> she, was, she was raging about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of there. The general issues facing all royals. But if we have a quick whiz round, a back to school, a back to school report for for our royal houses across Europe, I suppose we should really start with Spain, because 
they, as well as the challenges of conducting royal life on Zoom and not being able to do the big photo calls, you know, they've had a really turbulent summer and they can expect a bumpy autumn as well. King Juan Carlos going into self-imposed exile, if it was intended as a move to stop the debate about the allegations around financial irregularity, it hasn't ha- it hasn't worked, has it? It's, it's made things more intense. Yeah. I don't think it helped that he went to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, it's been confirmed yeah. now that he's in Abu Dhabi. Well, he was. We yeah, he was. He's yeah. still there. He he went there. He he announced his his decision to go into exile on August the third, having already left Spain. And then it was confirmed by the Royal House about two weeks later that yes, he was in he was in Abu Dhabi because I don't think anyone really saw any of that coming, did they? Mm. I was like, it's just very surprising that he chose to go to a Middle Eastern country, considering yeah. the entire issue with the finances revolves around a Middle Eastern country, and obviously the UAE has their royals, <laughs> and so you know, it's, Saudi Arabia is where the big issues why but still it's it's not the best area to choose to go into exile with. yeah yeah i, w- I would have expected him to go to uh portugal i believe is where they lived before mm-hmm. and he uh he returned to spain so i'm, I'm or south america you know yeah. language yeah the spain's royals were in he was he he was born in rome wasn't he Juan carlos mm-hmm. and spain's royals lived in cascais and Estoril, and he left there when he was he was he was ten because his family arranged for him to be educated in Spain under the care of Franco. Wouldn't be my choice for an educational path, but royal life. <laughs> well, he pulled a fast one on Franco in the he end, did. So, and he's he's pulled a fast one on everyone this time round as well, hasn't he? Because it's it was a complete bolt from the blue. There had been a lot of speculation in Spanish media that because of the allegations around his his finances, something would happen. But no one was expecting this to happen. And he's now apparently in Abu Dhabi. But King Felipe VI is in Madrid. He starts his engagements again at the beginning of September. And he will probably also start to find himself confronted again with political debate about the future of the monarchy, because that was the outworking of what happened over the summer, that Spain's politicians started to question the monarchy. And that's going to continue through the autumn. Yeah. That should be interesting. It will. Yeah. He might be quite happy to be on Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And let's see Locked in their office at the Zazuela Palace. But yeah, Spain is in for a bit of a, an interesting autumn. We know that that, that's not going to be just Zoom calls and photographs. There's going to be obviously the political debate around the monarchy and obviously Spain at the moment is seeing a spike in coronavirus cases as well. So the country itself is facing a lot of challenges. Things are probably a bit happier, aren't they, Mo, in the Netherlands and in Belgium? Everything seems to be fairly placid there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the younger generation is returning to school. There was a little bit of a, an issue with uh, Countess Eloise. Uh, she started her new school a week ago or two weeks ago, and she was immediately photographed smoking a cigarette, and her parents, they were not amused, to say the least, um, about photos, not particularly about smoking, I guess. Um, but uh, uh, the Dutch royal family, the main family, is protected by a media code, but Eloise is not protected by that media code, so 
it's been a bit of a discussion because uh, she has a huge Instagram following as well. So you can argue that she's been looking for publicity and then I guess that photo is kind of a natural consequence of that. But uh, I can understand her reaction as well because it's, she's 18 years old. She's barely an adult and now she's basically splashed on the cover of some gossip magazine. So it's uh, it's been an interesting start of the school year for her. <laughs> yeah. And then in Belgium, uh, the youngest child, Princess Eleanor of the King and Queen, yeah. had to switch schools. Yes, because like lots of parents, they suddenly found themselves outside the catchment area, didn't they? It was kind of bizarre that that they their main residence is in Laken, Larken, Laken. Yeah. There Laken. we are, one of those yeah. three. Tick <laughs> tick. Um, but it's a few miles away from the college that Eleanor and all of her, well, two of her siblings went to, and all of her cousins went to, and then suddenly, with the demand for places, she's fallen down the catchment area list. So it happens to royals as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sure she'll be fine. She'll be oh, fine. She found it out of school, didn't she? Or she? Uh... Yes, they managed. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was. I suppose she was never. She was never going to be left <laughs> off a list completely. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but it is. It yeah, does, yeah. You can you can imagine that she has friends and stuff that she's yeah. had to leave behind. So that's yes, that's, it's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a very minor problem for the royals overall, isn't it? I mean, I know they had a bit of a a, a problem earlier on in the summer with Prince Joachim nephew of king philippe going off to that oh, part yeah. of spain but that all seems a very long time ago now doesn't yeah, it yeah 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 just, just seems very <laughs> calm. Um, he, paid, he paid the fine he said he paid he the sorry. Fine. it's all done and dusted yeah yeah so they they've got a fairly easy well a, a kind of a regular autumn it's it's the the challenges that we've been talking about but nothing major and then if we head to scandinavia everything seems nice and calm there but as we were saying all three scandinavian monarchs are older so we could see a different focus this autumn mm-hmm. yeah yeah the um especially in sweden we have main focus with victoria uh prince Carl philip is starting to undertake engagements um and they have announced that princess sophia will continue to work at um let's see if i can say it right so sophia himlet I'm sorry if that's wrong to everybody from Sweden. I I, I try. Um, uh, where she's working to help out the healthcare workers with uh, working in the kitchen or cleaning things. Um, but she is planning to continue that in the autumn. Um, obviously, Princess Madeline remains in Florida, one of the hardest hit states here in the U.S. Um, so she's not going to be doing anything anytime soon. Um, so it's really Victoria there in Sweden. Then you go to Denmark, it's Mary and Frederick because Joachim is still recovering from his brain surgery. I did and read that he was starting his job still, but perhaps a bit later. Mm-hmm. So he must be doing pretty good if if they're still aiming to have him start his job. Yeah, right. Yeah. He seems to have recovered relatively quickly, doesn't yeah. he? Because it was only at the beginning of August that he was rushed to hospital. Mm. Yeah. Although he did, he looked quite skinny when yeah, Frederick, yeah he, did. he did look very he thin did. didn't he yeah that that was a bit concerning but obviously he is recovering from a pretty major yeah. surgery so I think we can all forgive and understand um and then when you get to Norway Håkon will be undertaking engagements 
Um, we probably won't be seeing Met Marit very often because of her illness. Um, Ingrid Alexandra just started a new high school. Um, and and really she's, that, a, she's only 17 anyway, isn't she? 16, 17. So she is 2004. She is 16 then. Yeah. Yes. But again, it's, yeah, I mean, when you look at it that starkly, actually, Harkon's going to have a very busy autumn because it's busy. Yeah. yeah, he's the least vulnerable of a group of people that have, for different reasons, got quite a lot of vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. And then if we look at the UK, obviously, we've talked about the Queen and Phil, uh, Philip and Charles and Camilla all being in protected groups. But also there's ongoing issues there as well. I mean, we'll mention Prince Andrew and move on very quickly, but that is still all going on. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, a much lower profile for the rest of the family. So again, we come back to this challenge of of losing all the positive PR, the nice photos, and actually the focus becomes on the issues surrounding the royal family itself. Yeah. And obviously the uh, Duchess of Sussex here in the US is advocating for women to get out and vote. She is, has not endorsed a candidate in any way. Um, she's just saying, people, women, we should all get out and exercise our 19th Amendment which, you know, I don't personally see anything wrong with it, but I'm also a fellow American, so this is quite normal for us. I, I didn't find it shocking, I, but it is a break from that's tradition the thing that she'll be voting. It's the kind of, it's the European versus American response to it, isn't it? Because in Europe, we're, we're not used to royals necessarily talking about voting in elections, whereas all of the reaction I saw from America was like, why wouldn't you talk about voting? You know, it's it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's it's that kind of two different perspectives, isn't it? Well, here in the U.S., voting is such a serious thing. We we take that very seriously. I mean, on my 18th birthday, I went straight to the courthouse to register. Not everybody does that, but I mean, it's we take that privilege really seriously because, especially women, we didn't get that until the 19th Amendment. You have African Americans who were enslaved, they didn't get, the men, men didn't get the right to vote um, until after the Civil War. Um, so it, it's it's not something that all of us have always had. So we, mm. we take it serious. Yeah. So yes, well, you, and although it's not royal, obviously in America, you've got a big election coming up as well. So that will probably keep a lot of people around the world interested anyway over the coming weeks. Oh, yes. President Donald Trump versus former Vice President Joe Biden. Um, We'll see if the Queen gets her next president or if she gets to continue for another four years. Yes, that will be an article on royalcentral.co.uk at some point during the autumn, whether we're adding to that list of of all the Queen's American presidents. Yes. Or whether, as you say, it stays as it is. And the way the Queen's going, the next election's 2020, so... Chances are that list is going to ex- oh no 2024 Ch- the list will expand yeah, yeah. anyway. We can finish right. with that well-worn phrase: if she lives as long as her mother, <laughs> she's got at least another two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. And by then she'll be the longest-reigning monarch ever, I believe, if she makes it to 2024. She does, doesn't she? Because it's Louis the is it Louis the 14th or 15th in France? I can't remember. One of them reigned yeah. 72 years, having become king at the age of six minutes or something so <laughs> she overtakes them in just under four years time doesn't yeah, she yeah yeah i believe so yeah so, so and yeah. in between them we've got 
obviously, I think we've got another couple of years and she leapfrogs the people standing between her and the random Louis, who's still at the top now. Yeah, and maybe um, next year or so, or the year after that. Yeah, where yeah. she overtakes a couple more and then suddenly it will be... Yeah. And hopefully... I wonder. <laughs> yeah, I think she'll... Personally, I think she'll make it. Yeah, yeah. And obviously next year we'll have, if people can get out and about a bit more, Prince Philip. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we have yeah. a centenary of the Duke of Edinburgh so although the autumn looks bumpy we're all still being very optimistic wherever we are and hoping that these challenges disappear into the ether as quickly as they appeared it may yeah. not be that simple but by the time we get to 2021 got Philip's 100th birthday we've got the statue of Diana which will be unveiled on what would have been her 60th birthday in July 2021 finally, finally yeah oh, lot. I, I had almost forgotten about it <laughs> yes it does. It kind of comes and goes, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was announced so long ago and suddenly they were like, oh, by the way, we've got a statue to unveil. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully by the time we reach summer of 2021, yeah. that will be an easier event to manage and enjoy than it would be yeah. at the moment. One event we haven't discussed is one that I'm surprised Lydia has not thought about is Luxembourg a and Royal Prince Christine. Charles's christening yeah. <laughs> I don't You're know how, right. that'll, how that'll happen, but it probably would be quite a small affair, won't it? Because they usually christen their babies when they're four or five months old. So, but that would be towards the end of this year, maybe beginning of 2021. So we do have that that happy occasion to look forward mm. to, and that will be something to look forward to, won't it? <laughs> That'd be lovely. Yes, we'll get all the pictures from that. Yeah, and then it will be Christmas. We'll have all the Christmas speeches, and they will be they'll be a an interesting bag this year as well but it'll yeah. all be covered on royalcentral.co.uk and we'll have another podcast for you very soon but in the meantime thank you for listening to this one and bye-bye bye-bye bye thank you